Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, welcome back, Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Again, I want to thank uh, Greg Bloom for coming in. Barber's Foods. He was with us the first couple of hours today. Uh, Fix It Radio for uh, the full hour, and then again on Drive Radio here this last hour. And some of you may be asking, why did you have you know Greg from Barber's on for a whole hour? Yeah, I get it. It's Father's Day weekend next weekend, and then I'm going to play this again for Fourth of July. But there's another reason why I wanted to have Greg on today. And really to help promote him and his business. He's a great sponsor here, a great sponsor during the week on Rush to Reason. But uh, some of you, and I didn't want to talk about this with Greg being here just because I want to be, you know, don't want him to, to uh, I didn't want him to have to be the one to say this. But part of why I wanted to have Greg on and why I wanted all of you to really hear more from Greg and really to buy some meat from Greg is Greg took a big, Barber's Food, I should say, took a big hit here recently from one of its customers. Hit, what I mean by that is, the customer didn't pay. And it was a very, very large sum of money, enough money that in most small businesses, they probably wouldn't be in existence. Now, barbers will be fine. They've got enough other customers and you all listening that are going to support them and, and you know myself and so on. So they're going to be fine. They'll continue on. But there is a, a local chain of stores that some of you will notice, and I'm not going to name any names, but some of you will notice are all boarded up, closed up, and they no longer exist. That was one of Greg's largest customers along the front range. When they went out of business, they left Greg with a very large bill. I mean, very large as in a six-digit figure bill. So I really wanted to take an hour of today's program on not only Fix-It Radio, but Drive Radio 2, and let you all know that, you know, A, what Greg has to offer, the history of it, how it works, his knowledge level, the type of meat that he sells, and so on. But besides that, I like Greg. He's a great friend of mine. And I want to do anything I possibly can to help him make up for some of what, literally, he lost in another customer not paying their bill. And by the way, most of you would say, well, how do you get that far behind? Well, when you're a very large customer spending a lot of money each month on meat, and you get just a couple of months behind, which for some of you out there that don't understand the receivable world, a couple of months isn't that long. Larry's in here shaking his head up and down. He knows what I mean. Uh, you know, my business, by the way, my, my regular property maintenance business, it's not uncommon for me to carry customers 60 days, even sometimes longer than that, depending upon the customer. So it's very understandable how these things happen on Greg's end. What I don't understand is how you could be that customer and take the money that you normally would have been paying Greg and you go spend it elsewhere because that's what happened. Now, those are other things I'll talk about probably during the week on Rush to Reason. But again, just to answer some of your questions where you would be saying, hey, you know, why are we talking meat on a car show for the first hour? Well, now you know why, because I'm trying to help a friend make up for some things that happened here the last month and a half, two months. And I like Greg a lot. I consider him a great dear friend of mine. 
and I want to help him succeed in his business. And I know the power of radio and the power of all of you as listeners and the ability for you to, even if you just buy a pack of steaks for Father's Day, I know that every single item you buy from him will help him overcome what he's just gone through. And again, they're not going anywhere. Barbers is going to be around. I'm going to be here to help Greg as well. We had a great conversation yesterday along these lines, came up with some great ideas on how he can do some things to overcome this moving forward. And uh, he'll be around. He's not going anywhere. But what I will encourage you to do is go to barbersfoods.com, put in an order. I don't care what it is. I don't care how small or large it is. The larger, the better. Because, again, what we're trying to do here is really help him recover for some of the things that just happened recently that really were beyond his control. And uh, he and I even chatted about things when they were starting to go sideways. And we did some things to, you know, to try to you know, stop the bleeding, if you would. But once you get in so deep, there's not much else that can be done other than what I'm doing for him today. So, again, I just want to let you guys know why we did that this first hour of Drive Radio, just really trying to help him out as much as we possibly can. And I preach—by uh, the way, I appreciate— each and every one of you and what you do to help all of our sponsors, including Greg at Barber's Foods. And, and I really mean that. So, all right, a couple of text messages that come in. I'll get answered, then I'll come back. We'll get some more going here. Lines are open, by the way. Any questions you've got for us? And uh, yes, I'm alone today. As you can tell, I brought Greg in for the first couple of hours. Everybody else is out doing things today. I didn't want to bother them. We had kind of a change in scheduling today uh, where we, we had a person scheduled that uh, didn't realize they were going to be on vacation. Not a big deal. We'll get through this and get it handled. If you're listening to us, by the way, on July 3rd on the repeat show, thank you very much. Happy Independence Day. Again, we appreciate not only you, uh, but everybody that has sacrificed greatly to make this country what it is. So I got a text message that said a few weeks ago we were talking about a solar battery maintainer and or just a regular battery maintainer. What brand do we recommend? I like the Battery Tender brand, and that's across the board. They make them every shape and size. They make them for multiple batteries. They make them for RV batteries. They make them for your regular car. They make them for you name it. They've got pretty much everything you could think of, including solar battery chargers as well. And why do I like that brand? I guess just as somebody that has used those that, that particular brand now for the last, gosh, 10 plus years, and, and knowing full well they work, and they're on every one of the vehicles that I, that I keep stored, and which means I have quite a few of them, and they just work. I don't know how else to say it. It's a great brand. It works. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about it overcharging, undercharging. Now, keep this in mind real quick also. Battery maintainers are just that. It's a maintainer. You have to have the battery fully charged before putting it on a maintainer because it is not a battery charger. It's a battery maintainer. And I think there's some misconceptions there as well that, oh, my battery's a little low, I'll throw it on the maintainer. No, you can do that, but it's not going to charge the battery back up. You have to make sure the battery gets fully charged first. So, and by the way, uh, Greg, Bar Greg Bloom is still listening. If there's any questions that come in, by the way, for him, he will help me get those answers answered as well. So anything you need from Barber's Foods, please let me know. Somebody did call in, Greg, by the way, or texted me, by the way, and wanted us to talk about lamb. We did not get a chance to talk about that. So here's what I will tell you. Greg will always be back in the future. He's not going anywhere. We're going to have him back during the week on the weekly program, and I'll have him back in on the weekends as well. So I tell you what I'll do. I'll just keep that question sort of out there. If there's something specific you'd like me to ask Greg, text me. I'll get that to Greg and get that answered. But we did not get into the lamb end of things today 
And, uh, and somebody else said, hey, thanks so much for the update on Barber's Foods. I've had similar things happen, not to the extent, but I will be ordering some to support Greg. Thanks for all we stand for here on Drive Radio, Rush to Reason, and Fix It Radio. By the way, whoever that is, thank you. And I can tell you right now, Greg is telling you thank you as well. So we really, really appreciate that. And again, I had Greg on just so we can help him get through some of these things he's going through right now. And I know all of you as listeners will support that. And by the way, you will not be disappointed in whatever you order from Greg. All of us here in the studio, myself and Charlie especially, but Larry included, I've not eaten anything I've had from Barber's that is not top-notch delicious that you would not recommend friends, family, and or order it again and eat yourself. So that's the quality that Barber's has, and I will stand by that all day long. Barber'sFoods.com. Put an order in today. And if you have a way of telling them you heard them on Drive Radio, let them know, please. I would appreciate that very much. But again, we'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Now's the time to take advantage of Geno's Napa Break Special. This month, get a $50 Napa prepaid Visa card with a qualifying Napa Breaks parts purchase of $250 or more. For over 38 years, Geno's Auto Service has been serving Littleton and customers along the front range. At Geno's, their team recommends checking your brakes every 5,000 miles. Stop in this week and they'll check your brakes for free. As members of Colorado Select Auto Care, the Geno's team will back up their work with Napa's nationwide peace of mind warranty. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop off your car and pick it up when ready. Geno's continues their public service work, partnering with Hands of the Carpenter and donating work on vehicles for single mothers or women in need. Check out all their Google reviews for a good snapshot of their business. They're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit them online at genosautoservice.com. That's Genos with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Some skills you only develop through practice. In October of this year, Kevin Flesh of Fleshenbeck Law celebrates 25 years defending both civil and criminal cases. He has earned the tagline, Trial Tested, Trial Ready. In civil cases, such as personal injury, your attorney has the burden of proof to persuade a jury that you deserve a certain sum of money in return for your pain and suffering. However, because only a small percentage of personal injury cases go to trial, most personal injury attorneys do not spend much time in the courtroom over the course of their careers. Kevin Flesh stands apart from the rest because he represents both criminal and civil cases. After an estimated couple hundred jury trials, Kevin has learned how a jury reacts to evidence. He knows how to gauge how much money a jury will likely award in your case. Trial tested, trial ready for 25 years. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Call now for a free consultation. 303-806-8886. 
Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. All right, we're back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Larry and Charlie, by the way, during the break, reminded me, talking about Barber's Foods, that anybody can buy Barber's Foods, okay? You don't have to be a restaurant. You don't got to put in a huge bulk order. It's not that much more expensive than what you're going to buy at the grocery store. In fact, in some cases, it will be at or slightly above the grocery store, depending upon what they're selling. In fact, in some cases, it's less. It all depends on the meat, what you're buying, and so on. Shop, figure it out. Plan ahead, and I will tell you right now, folks, this really is just across the board. doesn't matter what show I'm on, I'm going to tell you this. Food shortages are coming. Food increases of prices are coming. The corn prices, we talked about that last hour, are up and are going to go up. You're going to pay more money for food. You might as well stock up now at this price, order what you want. The stuff that Greg sells you, by the way, we didn't talk about this, but all of his meat is vacuum sealed in a very thick sealed bag, individual on each cut of meat that he sells you, including chicken. And what I mean by that is it will last in your freezer for the next two to three years, two years minimal. No problem with that. So you get get it, throw it in the freezer. You've got it. Even By the way, if it means you got to buy a little freezer to do some of this, go buy a freezer. You will be money ahead by the time inflation is over. Plus, you'll have the ability to plan ahead and have whatever you want to that way. So those of you listening, again, thank you very much. Those of you that have texted in, even on the support side, I appreciate that very, very much. I really do. And I know Greg does as well. And, uh, yeah, I just can't say enough that uh, uh, just, just really a – uh, really, just solid guy. I can't say enough about Greg. New new granddad, by the way, so congratulations on that. And uh, and I do appreciate that very much. So, all right, tell you what, let's do this. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. And I appreciate each and every one of you joining us every day. I've got several things I want to talk about today. I will, though, before I get into that, I have driven a couple of vehicles that I want to talk about. And uh, don't drive a vehicle all of the time, but get, get into a fair amount of press cars. Richard drives... Uh, quite a few uh, vehicles as well. But in this particular case, these are the vehicles that I have driven recently. So I'll start off with one that, quite honestly, was very impressed with. And in today's world, Larry was talking about this before we came on air today, does it take a lot to impress me with a vehicle? Yeah, because they're all pretty good, folks. They really are. The reality is most new cars today, it really comes down more to creature comforts. What do you like? How does it fit you? And so on. But I drove a car recently that really, really surprised me. And maybe it's because I haven't driven a Buick for, for so long that I was just shocked to be in a Buick and find out what it was. Now, keep in mind, I was born and raised on Buicks. That is my heritage. My grandfather was a Buick dealer when I was very young. It was in the family business. I worked in a Buick dealership all the way up until 1986 when I went out then and started my own business. But I just drove a 2021 Envision Essence, the front-wheel drive version, not the all-wheel drive, but the front-wheel drive version, two-liter turbo engine, nine-speed automatic, retail price of 
$315. Now, I will tell you that for that price, you are getting a lot of vehicle. And the vehicle ran extremely, extremely well. Has all the power you want. Drove the thing all the way up to Breckenridge and back last weekend. It'll run up the mountain literally as fast as you want to drive it. And I mean that sincerely. And it has every creature comfort you could ever imagine, including all of the General Motors teen driving uh, package where if a teenager starts driving it, you can actually limit certain things they can do. Everything from uh, the speed to the volume to geofencing, uh, you, know, you name it, it's all there. But this vehicle had literally everything on it you can imagine from all of the you know, automated driving stuff, the lane departure warning, lane keep assist, and so on. Very well apportioned. Uh, lots of legroom in the back seat. This vehicle, by the way, in case you don't know what, a, an, what an Envision is like, it's, it, it literally is the Buick version of a Chevy Trail or of a Chevy Blazer, not a Trailblazer, but of a Chevy Blazer. So it's that is that mid-size four-door, lots of room in the second seat, lots of cargo room. If you fold down the second seat, you even get more cargo room. This, in my opinion, is a very, very capable, cost-effective, and size-wise, probably one of the best buys in the industry in that marketplace, which is a heavily, heavily uh, how do I say this? saturated. It's a very competitive end of it when you get into that that size of an SUV. But this thing, I, again, I was pleasantly surprised. This thing really, really worked well. I cannot say enough about it. And if you're interested in that midsize SUV, I would go check one of these out at your local Buick dealer. And something else I will tell you, because most of us don't think SUV and Buick, there's most likely going to be some inventory, at least for now, on this vehicle, you need to check your local Buick dealership and find out. But go test drive one of these if you're interested in that particular end of things. When you do, tell them that John and Richard Rush from Drive Radio sent you. That is the 2021 Envision, and I drove the Essence model of the Envision. So, again, go check that out at your local Buick dealership. So, all right, other things that we want to talk about. Question of the day, what's the craziest way of transporting things you've ever seen. I do have another review I'll do here once we take our break at the bottom of the hour. I've got a nice car that I'm actually driving as we speak, but I'll get into that then. So again, what is the craziest way of transporting things you've ever seen? Something else I want to get into today too that I didn't really get a chance to talk about much last week. I mean, I did a little bit, but I didn't get into it heavily, and that is this microchip shortage. Talked about it with Greg Bloom just a few minutes ago before he left, and you're already seeing huge shortages in the dealer world. And I, and I feel sorry for the dealers, by the way. There, there's no product for them to sell. I feel sorry for customers because the product that is available, you're typically going to pay full retail, if not more than full retail, depending upon the car. There will be some exceptions to that. You will see some inventory of some vehicles, and typically they're going to be some of the, what I would consider to be, uh, how do I say this? more exotic or vehicles that are not as mainstream, you may find some of those on some lots. But anything that is mainstream, that is in high demand, you know, is, is a staple, if you would, of the, of the new car world, you're going to have a hard time finding it. Pickup trucks, good luck. There are very few pickup trucks, any half ton, three quarter ton, one ton. Uh, there are very, even the fleet vehicles, there are very few pickup trucks available for sale right now because of the microchip shortage. The other things that I have read, 
when it comes to the microchip shortage is, and I don't know if I mentioned this on air if I was talking to Greg off air, as these guys start to ramp back up again building microchips, unfortunately, unfortunately, automotive microchips are not their highest profit margin chip to build. The chips that they use for mining of cryptocurrency, the chips they use in laptops, in, uh, you know, iPads, you know, not iPads because Apple's doing their own, but uh, the greenie phones, what are they called? Samsung, all that kind of stuff, Charlie, the Android phones, I guess what I'm trying to say, that operating system and so on, uh, and they're in just the regular IBM PCs or what we used to call IBM PCs. Uh, those particular vehicles, or sorry, those particular chips are more profitable and are in higher demand when it, you know, how do I, higher demand is not even the right word. They're all in demand. They're more profitable for the chip makers to make those chips, which what I'm saying is you're going to see, I think, even a longer delay on the automotive side for the reasons that I'm talking, because as these chip manufacturers come back online and start making more chips, there's no incentive unless the automotive makers are, are you know, the automotive manufacturers are willing to pay more money for a chip. There's not going to be any incentive for those chip makers to go back in and make a bunch of automotive chips. Now, doesn't mean they won't make them. My point is, though, there just isn't the incentive for them to make those. What does all this mean to you? Keep your current car running as long as you possibly can. That vehicle that you own is always going to be the cheapest thing for you to own and drive, even if it means today you put some money back into it. And I mean that sincerely, folks. Keep driving what you own. It's going to get you from A to B. It may not be ideal right now, but ideally buying another vehicle right now is going to be tough. In fact, those of you that are fleet operators that are looking to do something by the end of the year with your fleet, you'd better get your orders in now. If you don't, you are not going to have a vehicle delivered to you by the end of the year. That's where things are at. By the way, those of you that are listening, even on heavy equipment, I was talking to our Bobcat dealer, uh, Richard was, I should say, this past week. If you don't get an order in, even with Bobcat, here by the end of June, you're liable not to see what you need, not only by fall, but probably by the end of the year. That's where things are. And keep in mind, the more people start ordering up, the longer that delay is going to get. So if you want something by the end of the year, especially if you, those of you out there that are business owners, you need to get on that now. Mike and Aurora, you're up, sir. What's going on? Yeah, uh, John, I, yeah, I had a question over there. In uh, Ken's having a front brake job last month. Sure. And he had to replace the um, brake cylinders. Um, now, I, my question is about the, in general, under, as I understand it, there are, there's the uh, master cylinder in the engine compartment, Correct. and then there's the secondary in the wheel hub? Correct. Well, right? the way, yeah, the way it works is, depending upon whether you have disc brakes or drum brakes, you'll have the master cylinder up front. And by the way, the master cylinder is different whether you've got four-wheel disc or whether you have disc in the front and drum in the back. So if you have four-wheel disc, there are calipers that, again, still have a cylinder, and some of them are dual you know, single piston, dual piston, just depends on how the, the unit was made, Mike. But there are cylinders, that's the right way to say it, at each wheel 
that then, you know, it's, it's hydraulic. When you push on the brake, it's pushing fluid down. And it's, it's really kind of a whoever thought of it way back in the day and really thought this would work was really ingenious, Mike, because literally it's just working off of hydraulics, pushing on the pad onto the rotor, and that slows you down, stops you, if you would. And in the back, if you've got drum brakes, you have a wheel cylinder. And in that case, Mike, it's actually a cylinder that pushes outward onto the brake shoes that then, you know, ride onto the inside of the brake drum. Okay, so the secondary uh, cylinder boosts the pressure. No, no, I, no I, they, are, they are the receiver. So it's, think of it this way. The master cylinder is putting out all of the pressure, and all the, the receiving cylinders are doing is responding to that pressure. And the more pressure is there, the more it grips that particular either disc brake, you know, the disc or the drum, depending upon the pressure you put onto the brake. Now, that is modulated, by the way. So we modulate the pressure. It's a great question, by the way, Mike. The brakes are modulated. That's probably the best way for me to say it, or controlled. And, and on a vehicle, and it's been done this way for years and years now, Mike, the front brakes do about 70% roughly of the braking on any given vehicle. Because if we did it the opposite, you wouldn't have the control you need when you're, especially in a heavy braking situation. So we let the front brakes do the majority of the braking. Even back in the day when we had drum brakes all the way around, Mike, the same was true then. It applies now. So if you've got uh, disc brakes in the front and even disc brakes in the rear or drum brakes in the rear, the fronts are still doing, by and large, the majority of the, the stopping. And the way we do that is we modulate the front to the back. We proportion it to where the front receives more pressure than the rear does because you're applying the same pressure with your foot when you push down on the brake. Okay, well, yeah, that's kind of like a motorcycle. You have to accept you do that manually. You, exactly. Yeah, you, you, the way you just explained it, I was thinking in my head, you're just doing it manually to where you would, you would apply a little more on, you know, the front with your front, you know, with the, with the handlebar brake versus the foot brake doing the rear. It's exactly the same principle. No different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, and your question of the day, though, the, the funnest, uh, funniest uh, transportation method I ever saw, uh, I think this is when uh, John Paul was in town back in the 1990s, and he had a outdoor mass, and we were going down uh, Rappo Boulevard, and it was getting out, and there was just thousands of people <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> walking across the, the streets wow. and the sidewalks, and yeah, it was it's just crazy, it's and, we took a. We tried to get away from it, but we couldn't. We took a turn, and we had to do a U-turn. And a woman came crossing the street with a. a, a I think it's safe to assume she's from Africa, based on her dress, and she had a large bunch of things on top of her head. She was carrying. Wow. And my dad just laughed. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's He's hilarious. That. That's good. Good story, Mike. Yeah. Good one. Hey, thanks, Mike, that's a thanks. great, and by the way, great question. Thanks for that. I appreciate that. I think that explains even to a lot of folks out there how things work when it comes to brakes. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. We'll be right back. Lines are open. Any question you've got, let me know. 303-477-5600. You can text us as well. 307-200-8222. 307-200-8222. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie, distributing your local BG products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, we want to give you a little reminder on the best time to use a fuel system cleaner. As you ready your car for that summer road trip, make sure you top off the fuel tank with a top-tier gasoline and a fuel system cleaner like the BG44K. 
By cleaning your fuel system on a long road trip, you get the best possible opportunity to clean the entire fuel system while the vehicle is at operating temperature and maximum operating conditions. So, as you load up your vehicle and get ready for your summer vacation, make sure you use BG44K in your gas tank to get the best possible fuel economy for your road trip. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. Call Novus Auto Glass as soon as you notice a chip or crack in your windshield so they can save you more money. Novus Auto Glass wants to help you save more money by repairing chips and cracks whenever possible. With their patented glass repair technology, Novus can tackle tougher cracks than the competition. In some cases, they can repair cracks up to a foot long, but you have a much better chance at getting a repair when you act fast. Glass repair is more complicated than you think. Something as simple as going through a car wash could make your little chip or crack unfixable. No matter what sort of damage you're dealing with, though, there's never any risk with a Novus repair. Should your windshield repair fail, they will credit the cost toward a replacement. Novus works with all insurance companies, and for those without windshield coverage, Novus will give you a discounted cash price. It's simple. Novus Autoglass saves you more money. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and find the windshield repair expert nearest you. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Dads love restaurant-quality, grain-fed, USDA, high-choice steaks. And Barber's Foods has restaurant-quality, Colorado-raised, USDA-choice, grain-fed Angus ribeye steaks in stock now, without antibiotics or artificial hormones. Their ribeye steaks are aged for 30 days prior to freezing. They are also the same restaurant-quality steaks they sell to steakhouses. Packed eight steaks to a box, these 10-ounce ribeye steaks are the awesome gift for your dad. You can pick these up at the Barber's Foods Warehouse near the National Western Center, or Barber's Foods can drop them off to any Denver metro area address. You can also ship them UPS if your dad or granddad lives outside of the Denver metro area. There's still time to get your dad or granddad some great Colorado Angus ribeye steaks for Father's Day, so don't delay and order today. Go to barbersfoods.com and thank you for supporting the Colorado native farm family that owns Barber's Foods. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. And by the way, Greg has already said a lot of you are already starting to put orders in at Barber's Foods. 
and you know, responding to what I asked earlier. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot say that enough. I, I really do mean that. Somebody also made a comment that I think is really good. Said, I think talking about quality food fits into drive radio the same as talking about top-tier fuel does. And that was Mark out in Wiggins. And Mark, I appreciate it very much. Thanks for your order, by the way, at, at Barber's. I know Greg appreciates it very much, and, and I do as well. Uh, Greg's just a great guy. And uh, two S's, yeah, barbersfoods.com, two S's. Make sure you go there, put an order in if you would, barbersfoods.com. And, and I appreciate it. I know Greg does as well. Bruce up in Minnesota, what's going on, sir? Oh, it's a, it's a sweltering 81 here today. Uh, and lots of humidity, I'm guessing, right? Uh, yeah, uh, 70% dew points up around 60. But we had uh, last week, we had four or five days in the mid to upper 90s with that humidity that, that's a um, that's a little uh that's a little warm yeah yeah it is uh one of the stations up there the weather station said we had uh, fargo had two days of 100 degrees for the first time this early i think yeah since uh 1988 unbelievable wow wow amazing yeah. all right well anyways what, what do you got going on mark or bruce i mean what's happening sir <laughs> well since we've got uh you know, land of 10,000 lakes. Yeah. Over yes. 9, we have uh, very large dragonflies. Okay. I've uh, got that uh, 2020 truck of mine. Right. And I've taken it to the car wash to uh, uh, pressure wash, try and get all the dragonfly goobers off the truck, and it doesn't work real well. Okay. Uh, I'm wondering if you have any uh, ideas. Yes. Uh, I, as you guys all know, I use a lot of the products from uh, Chemical Guys, although Napa you know, does sell a, a bug and uh, tar remover as well. But uh, Chemical Guys sells an actual Mark bug and tar remover product, and uh, I've used it. It works extremely well. You know, regu- as you know, regular soap and water typically isn't enough to actually get all of that off of there, and uh, you need something with a little bit more... Um, how should I say? You know, there's there's acidity and stuff to those bugs when they land. It's just harder to get those things off. So you need something that'll break that up. Yeah, yeah. And what's the name of that company again? It's called Chemical Guys, and you can find their stuff either on Amazon or just go to chemicalguys.com, and you can order in you know as small or large a quantity there as you want. You can buy that, by the way, in a gallon if you want. Okay. And it's, okay. By, it's not that expensive. You can buy that online in a gallon for twenty seven bucks. That's not too bad. No, it's not bad at all. Not not when you think about the only place you're going to use it is on the front of the vehicle in those cases. So yeah, this this would last you you know probably all summer plus. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool okay. beans. I appreciate it. You're very welcome, Bruce. And uh, hey, uh, keep listening. I appreciate it very much. And uh, you know, try to stay cool up there in Minnesota. So I I appreciate you always, uh, Bruce, listening. Bernard in Fruitdale. How are you today, sir? Oh, top of the morning. It's Bernard, I guess. I said that wrong. Bernard, not Bernard, but Bernard. Thanks. <laughs> Get the name uh, right. 2012 Ford Explorer. Okay. And uh, the display screen stopped coming on. Okay. So I tried uh, rebooting it, taking the terminals off, and uh, jumping across the, the leads uh, to no avail. What happens, I'll uh, turn the car back on and... Uh, It'll be static on the radio, mm-hmm. but it's looking for a station. But Correct. when you try to you try to tune it, and then it it stops. It loses the uh, reception. 
Uh, and there is, I do know this, and I you, maybe you've tried this, maybe not. Have you tried the actual uh, master reset on that to see if it will fix it? Um, I'm not sure. How does that go? I'm guessing that there is a, and again, I'm not, I don't have this in front of me right now, uh, Bernard, but I believe there's a master reset. Now, if the screen is dark, I, I believe the screen has to be lit up to do a master reset, and you can't get it to come on at all, right? It's totally black? Correct. Yeah, I, I'm guessing what you've already tried, I mean, those have been the first things I would have tried as well. Uh, those, as you know, have had a, a history of having that happen, and I'm guessing you're probably going to be looking at doing a replacement of that, would be my guess. Ouch. Have you held, you know, when it's actually on, have you held uh, the, the um, I don't want to say it, the on and off button, and I believe there's a, a, like a menu button on the far right. I believe you can push those two at the same time, even with a dark screen. Have you tried that? Uh, I want, I've done uh, uh, several tutorials, and they're not showing on YouTube, they're not showing this particular model. This is a Sony. They're all showing Microsoft. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm guessing you're going to need to do something with the head unit, and the problem is there's very, very few people fixing those now, as you know. Okay. Now, no, a good, I, now, a good I, resource, by the way, for that, though, is you know not your local Ford dealer. I would look at eBay. There are some companies, and I've noticed this for some other things I was researching, Bernard, there are some companies on ebay that are doing some reconditioned units along these lines so that's be the first place i would look okay and it's not an ebay where you got to do the auction and all that these are literally like sellers where it's a buy it now you buy it and they send it to you gotcha okay, okay. that would be the yeah. first place i would look now you could have a shop diagnose it but frankly bernard if it's dead and it's not lighting at all and you've gone through what you've already done i i can almost tell you guaranteed it's in the head unit Okay, all right. You you've done all the right. simple. You you've done what any other technician would do. Okay. Alrighty. I hate to say that, but that's you know, and, and as you know, not a hard one to change out yourself. You could order a head unit from from eBay. The only thing you have to be careful of is some of those have to be unlocked by the dealer. You'll have to double check all of that on your vehicle. That I don't know. Now I do know this though. Some of those sellers I just mentioned, if you give them the VIN number, they will pre-program it so it unlocks when you get it. Ah, okay. Okay. And I would I would make sure you double check that to make sure you don't get one that you've got to go to the dealer and then get programmed. You'll spend as much money doing that as you will a little bit more money for somebody that'll pre do it for you. Copy. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. All right. Uh, have a good day. You do the same, Bernard. Thank you so much for the phone call. I appreciate it. And uh, we got lines open, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. Again, appreciate all of you that have called in today. And just the support for Barber's Foods, I appreciate that very much as well. Any questions, though, you've got, we got about an hour and 15 minutes left of today's program. If you're listening, by the way, on Independence Weekend, thank you very much for doing that as well. We do appreciate that. But give us a call, 303-477-5600, text line 307 200-8222. We'll get your call or text answered as quickly as possible. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. 
Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy, and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555, or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. All right, here we go. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. I do appreciate each and every one of you listening today. And uh, uh, somebody just texted in, by the way, how did it go with Colorado Air Care? Um, it hasn't yet. I, I, I have not been back over there yet. I've had a – this past week was just extremely, extremely busy, and frankly I had every, every day uh, loaded up, and I just did not get a chance to roll back over there. So I probably will not get over there for another week or so. Uh, I will let you guys know – how that does go. I tried to get back over this week and uh, get that handled. And I just did not, I just did not have, you know, I, I want to have like an hour, hour and a half of free time to go over there and do it. Cause I'm guessing that's about how long it'll be by the time I get, you know, done waiting in line and get all of that done. But I did not get there and get that done. So thank you though, for asking. I will keep you guys abreast of what happens when I go back over there. If you missed the story last week, um, you go back and listen to last, last week's show. I explained it pretty thoroughly in last week's show, which, by the way, we put all those up. Ann, our producer, is really great about getting everything ready to go, putting everything up. We, we, you know, we podcast everything. You can go right to drive-radio.com. We will have a new uh, version of the uh, of the website up here very, very soon. She's working on that as we speak, so we should have that done here in the not-too-distant future. So uh, be sure to go there and check all that out, and uh, we'll have all the information that we do here weekly up for you there as well. So, all right, again, question of the day. What is the craziest way of transporting things you've ever seen? And I, I, so yes, tries to give an example. You would think I wouldn't see this any longer, but all of you, I'm sure at times do still see this. And I don't understand why people think this would work, but you put a mattress on the roof 
you tie it down with whatever you have in the car, twine. I, sometimes I wonder what they're tied down with. And so to make sure things don't fly off, we take the passenger and the driver and we stick our arms out the window and we grab onto the handle of the mattress, somehow thinking that's not going to tear our arm off as we go down the road. And I still see it. I saw it just this last week as I was heading to the station. And I often wonder, A, how does your arm, you know, how does it feel, I guess, when you're done with said trip where you're actually trying to hang on to the mattress because it's trying to fly off of the car? And then I just, I have seen, I see it all. As I go home on Friday nights, I, I am front and center of all of the individuals, not all, but a lot of individuals that are heading up the pass to go do whatever it is they're going to do over the weekend in the summer months. And last night, this wasn't crazy, but it just goes back to some of the things we talk about here on a regular basis. As I'm heading home last night, I told Larry this when I got here today, there's a happy tag on the trailer, RV, about a 24-footer, happy tag on the new Ram 1500. And he's swaying back and forth. I couldn't see what the truck was until I got up next to him, but he's swaying back and forth. I'm like, that's odd. This thing's a you know new truck, new trailer. What's going on? Well, as I get up closer, he's somehow or another, and I say he because it was a he driving, he somehow or another has got the trailer so loaded in the front that the back end of the truck is so squatted that it's raising the front of the vehicle up so far that he's lost control, basically. That's really what's happened. He's lost control of the front end of the truck, and it's now swaying back and forth, fishtailing. And he can go max of about 55 miles an hour in the right-hand lane of I-70 when everybody else is zipping around him at about 80. Yes, if you haven't driven I-70 lately, that's about how fast people go when there's not a lot of traffic, which by the time I get home at night at you know, 6.30, 6.45, there's not a ton of traffic at that west end of I-70. Why, you know, why is that, again, not the craziest thing I've ever seen, but why, after all the things we talk about here week after week after week, do I still see trailers and trucks not loaded correctly? This isn't rocket science, folks. You cannot load the front of the trailer to the point that the back end of the vehicle is down on the overload springs, probably the bump stops at this point, and the front end of the vehicle is up so high, you've now got no, really not much control steering-wise. Keep in mind, when it's in this situation, you've also, I go back to the question that we got earlier from Mike about the proper braking and how do the cylinders work and so on. Keep in mind, when the vehicle, this, in this case the truck, 70% of its braking is coming out of the front end, the front brakes, when you've got the back end loaded as heavy as it is, and the front end is then that lighter, you go to step on the brakes, you've even got a bigger issue because where most of your braking should be happening can't because you don't have good traction, if you would. You don't have good contact with tire to the road. I don't understand why this is so difficult to look at the side of your vehicle before leaving whatever it is you're doing, home, trailer place, what have you, and when it's in the form of a V, meaning the back of the trailer is up and the front of the truck is up, why we don't stop and reload or go get a bigger truck, one of the two. I, I don't know what the situation was here, whether he bought more truck or more trailer than he had truck, whether the folks at the trailer place said, oh, you'll be fine, that Ram will be, you know, that 1500 will haul this just fine. And here's the deal, folks, and I've said this for years now. 
engine-wise, and Larry knows this, engine-wise, yes, that Ram 1500 has more than enough power to haul that 24-foot travel trailer. No issues. No problem. You'll be fine. Problem is everything else I just mentioned. Rear suspension, braking, the size of the brakes, the size of the differential, the way the transmission works. All of that now is stressed to the max, and unless I was not seeing something correctly on this truck-trailer combination, this gentleman needed a three-quarter ton truck. Or he just had everything front-loaded in the trailer and was putting excessive weight on the back end of the pickup, you know, on the back end of the 1500. I don't know what it was because I wasn't, you know, wasn't there to stop, pull over, check things out and see what's going on. But I've always been one. And I know Larry would agree with me on this. Actually, anybody that comes with me here on Drive Radio would agree. I would rather have a bigger truck than I need hauling said trailer than the opposite. I never want to be, I know this Charlie probably isn't proper grammar, but I never want to be under trucked. Okay? I want to have more truck than I need to haul whatever it is I'm hauling because I don't want what I just saw last night going down the road. On a personal basis, I mean. And I realize in a lot of cases it's the old, you know, you got to run what you brung. But in this case, when, the, when it's got happy tags on the trailer and happy tags on the truck, somebody didn't do their research or call us on the front side which is part of your research, by the way. I'll tell you what truck you need to haul whatever trailer it is. Just ask. And by the way, a lot of you do that, and I appreciate that. A lot of you will will contact me first and say, hey, I'm thinking about buying X trailer. What truck do I need? Or, hey, I've got X truck. What's the biggest trailer I can haul? I mean, a lot of you are very, very good about that. Thank you. That means you're doing it the right way. You're being safe. And, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to weigh in on the more of the conservative side when it comes to what I think a vehicle can haul. And the reason for that is we don't live in Oklahoma or Kansas. We don't live in Mississippi or Kentucky. Now, Kentucky maybe even is an exception because they have some hills there. They don't have mountains, but they have hills. Now, when I look to the west and I see mountains with snow caps on them, which, by the way, you don't see in Kentucky either with the Smoky Mountains or any of the Appalachians or whatever they have there. They still have hills, but they don't have what we have. But when I look at the hill we have and I look at the grades we potentially have with wherever you're going. Eisenhower, Rabbit Ears, uh, Berthoud, Wolf Creek. Okay, I, I just named half of, you know, what I named four passes just now. There's far more than that. But with every one of those passes going up, sure, you got plenty of power. You'll make it up, no problem. It's the coming back down the other side and having the proper equipment to handle the load you're, haul, you're hauling to not have an issue coming down the other side. That's where I want to you know, really be on the side of caution and have enough truck for the trailer. Now, the other thing that I've seen lately, which I, I, I'm almost to the point where I don't want to be a Karen and I don't want to be that person that calls the owners of, of these particular companies where I see the name on the side of the truck and I watch the way they drive down the interstate. I don't want to be Karen and I don't want to make these phone calls. But I'm going to tell you right now, some of you that are listening that own companies, don't get on your guys about how they drive and what they're doing driving down the road. I will be calling. I, I don't want to be that guy. I really don't. But I really am tired of following, you know, a landscape truck with mowers going 80 in the left lane on 225. It's too fast. 
I don't want to be the guy calling because I see the dump trailer in the left lane doing 80, 85. And by the way, these are all stories of what I've seen this past week. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I don't want to see your crews in the left lane driving 80, 85 miles an hour hauling a trailer. It's too fast, folks. It's too fast, in my opinion, for a semi. It's too fast for your landscape truck. It's too fast for your truck hauling gravel. It's too fast for your vehicle hauling a trailer. And by the way, my, my case in point here, there was a huge accident that we had this past week out off of Highway 2 out east where some gravel trucks basically got out of control from what I can see. I don't know what caused it. I don't know what happened, but I can tell you one thing. I've seen enough of these gravel trucks come rolling by me to know I guarantee it was excessive speed that caused whatever happened out east. Larry, you want to make a comment? Yeah, I did. I just got a call from Charlie from Fort Morgan again, and he related a story to me that I think is very important for people to understand. He was on Highway 76. He was following a car that had a mattress on its roof. The mattress came off. Oh, boy. The car behind that car pulled over to help reinstall the mattress. That car was hit by another person, and that woman was killed. Oh, oh, that's awful. Yeah. That is awful. So it just goes to show you, you don't stop on the highway. Don't stop on the highway. Make sure your loads are secured properly. I read another thing this past week. In fact, it made, made, it made our major news here locally on TV where a motorcyclist was killed because a cushion came off of a you know piece of furniture or something that was being hauled down the road because it wasn't secured properly. That person tried to avoid it, wrecked, and they also died. Similar situation, Larry. Absolutely insane. Shouldn't be happening, folks. No. Should not be happening. So Okay. All right. No, I appreciate that. By the way, thanks for the phone call on that because, yes, that's just a reiteration of what we're talking about. Make sure your loads are secure. You're doing this properly. And I will tell you, a lot of you fleet operators – you need to get control of some of your people, and I mean that sincerely. Put GPSs in the truck, monitor those, find out what they're doing, and if they are driving excessively, speed-wise, you need to get on your guys, and I mean that. There is no reason for gravel trucks, I'm talking you know, end-dump gravel trucks, to be in the left lane of I-70 or 225 or I-25 driving 80 miles an hour. I had one of the Portland Cement companies, which I'll just name the name, Coleman. Coleman, you need to get on your guys about the way they drive. I followed down I-25 in the left lane, followed because he was doing, he was going faster than I was, and I was not able to get around him. 80 miles an hour, left lane, I-25, Holland Portland Cement. Yes, the name is Coleman. And by the way, Coleman, most of your drivers drive like that all the time. I don't know why you let them do it, if it was my fleet, they would not be. You should not allow that to happen. I don't know who's monitoring what's going on there, but I'm going to start calling some of these companies out because you're not monitoring your guys. I know you've got places to go. I know you've got loads. I know you're getting paid by the load. I get it. But your drivers are literally endangering the lives of a lot of the other people that are around them by driving the way they drive. You cannot stop that truck fast enough down I-25 at 2 o'clock in the afternoon when it's driving 80 miles an hour in the left lane. Yes, I'm calling you out. Should not be happening. And it's high time folks like myself started calling some of these things out to avoid what happened out east of town this past week. 
I'll leave it at that. I'll come back. We'll get another hour coming your way. If some of you would like to comment on what I just said, lines are open. 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.